Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Hello, hello. Hope you're doing well today. I'm going to talk in this episode about anxiety at work and all the ways that that can show up for us and some simple ways to manage your anxiety at work. So just before we get into that, I wanted to let you know about a new free resource that I've made for you. It is the High Functioning Anxiety Workbook. And this is perfect for you if you're somebody that struggles to switch off and enjoy the moment. If you're a perfectionist, an overthinker, or you put lots of pressure on yourself, or if you constantly beat yourself up and never feel good enough. And this workbook enables you to discover the number one issue holding you back and the most important step that you can take to overcome it. So it's really about helping you to get clarity, get to know yourself and find the most important thing that you can do to help yourself with anxiety. So you can download this on my website at karma-u.com forward slash workbook. So that's karma-u.com forward slash workbook. So let's talk about anxiety at work. So those of us who are in offices at the moment, perhaps, you know, you find yourself in the bathroom dabbing cold water on your face with a tissue. You thought about having a little cry in the toilet, but you can't bear the thought of going back to your desk and seeing your colleagues with a tear-stained face. Or maybe like me, you work from home and just the idea of another Zoom meeting when you've got so much on your plate or you, you know, you get really anxious looking at your own, you know, basically your own reflection all day on Zoom or any kind of public speaking just makes you really anxious and it just feels as though there's a belt around your heart slowly squeezing. Now, anxiety about work is one of the most common types of anxiety that I see, one of the most common triggers. I think work is such a big part of our lives and it's all pervasive. We can't escape it and... I know, you know, lots and lots of people who perhaps have been signed off sick from work because their work is such a big source of stress and anxiety in their lives. And so if you if you work for yourself, you know, what I see a lot is this sense that, you know, the work could run out, that you can't take a break, you can't rest, maybe you can't even take holidays because when you work for yourself, if you stop working, then the money stops coming in very often. And so we may also have internalised a lot of beliefs around working hard and our, our worth and how if we're not working hard enough, then that somehow means something about us and our, our sense of worth. You might think that, that resting or taking care of yourself or taking breaks is a luxury that you can't afford or you might feel really guilty about it. And of course, that the same issues can be present if you're working in a job, working with someone else. And if you are working for someone else, you know, you might have additional stressors like your relationships with colleagues, your relationship with your manager, not having control of your workload, having lots of deadlines, having just too much work. I think that's what I hear time and time again, that the the workload itself just seems unmanageable and it, there's a lot of pressure on you. So I think the first thing to say is that some anxiety at work is okay, it's normal. You know, everyone, I would say to some extent, I don't know anyone who doesn't have any stressful aspects of their job. There are going to be times when it's more stressful. And yet, if you're listening to this episode, it's very likely that 
this goes beyond the odd period of stress for you, the odd deadline or the odd difficult conversation that you might have to have. And very often, or perhaps for you, anxiety at work is something that is an everyday occurrence or it's happening for weeks and weeks at a time. So what are some of those classic signs of work anxiety? It might be that you have a knot in your stomach, you dread the day ahead. It might be that it's even hard for you to get out of bed and get going in the morning. Perhaps stress and anxiety is affecting your relationships outside of work. Maybe you're irritable with your partner or your kids. Maybe you struggle to sleep before work. Or maybe you find yourself waking up really, really early, full of adrenaline as you're anticipating the day ahead. Another thing you might notice is yourself wanting to avoid things. So whether that's skipping meetings, whether that's calling in sick, whether that's saying no to opportunities or more responsibility because it just feels like too much for you. You might even find that it's really hard to concentrate, that your mind is always busy and it's hard to focus and get things done. Perhaps you're really fidgety and you're restless and you end up procrastinating because you can't focus on anything and move things forwards. And of course, procrastination can lead to more anxiety because then work builds up, then we have this thing hanging over us and it can become a real vicious cycle. Perhaps it's like you put a ton of pressure on yourself. You never feel like you're good enough. So you're beating yourself up about the work that you're doing. You overwork, overpush yourself, work really long hours because you're striving for perfection or you are in fear of criticism or what other people might say or what they might think. And, you know, lots of people were hearing about burnout more and more. I think burnout is a symptom of us working ourselves too hard, putting too much pressure on ourselves, prolonged stress and anxiety. And we really need to be mindful about the signs of burnout and the signs that anxiety is affecting us and having an impact on our day to day so that we can hopefully do something about it. So what causes anxiety at work? Now, it might be that there is a single cause, you know, perhaps you've got a very difficult boss, maybe you've got a narcissistic manager, Or perhaps, and probably more likely, it's a range of different factors that culminate in a load of anxiety about work. So if you're prone to anxiety already, whether it's generalised anxiety disorder, social anxiety or panic disorder, the pressures of work can just add to this. You might be experiencing a lot of stress at work. Perhaps they're making people redundant in your department. The workload is excessive, like I mentioned earlier, or you just have a really ineffective or incompetent manager. So it might be these external issues or it might be that the problem comes from inside and that doesn't mean that it's your fault but very often with anxieties the issue is to do with the way that we think about things, the way that our nervous system responds to things and in a way this is good news, (laughs) I know it probably doesn't feel like it but in a way it's good news because it means that if it's an internal issue it's something that we can change, we can do something about it, we can change the way that we think about things, we can change the way our nervous system responds, we can take better care of ourselves. We can't always quit our job and get a different one. Although I've seen a lot of stuff in the news recently that one in four people are looking to change their job or they are indeed leaving their job. So it's a huge exodus that's happening since the pandemic. So if the issues are more internal, you know, it's about how you speak to yourself, having a really harsh inner critic It's about your nervous system responding in a very active way to something that maybe someone without anxiety wouldn't wouldn't respond to. So I'm going to share six 
ways that you can manage work anxiety. And I'm just inviting you to give these things a try, to consider them. There might be some things that really resonate with you, others that don't so much, but these are just suggestions for you to try. Try them on, see what works for you. And yes, I'm going to share six things you can do. So number one would be addressing the root cause, kind of gone in with the the, the big one early on. So we can, and I think it's very helpful to, address the surface issues, address perhaps our working situation, perhaps changing jobs if that's necessary. But if the issue is an underlying issue, if there's a root cause to your anxiety, then it doesn't matter what job you're in, that anxiety is going to follow you wherever you go. So getting to the root of things is really important if we want to heal our anxiety for good. So whether it's childhood trauma, whether it's you know, perfectionism that probably roots back to earlier in your life, whether there are self-esteem issues or social anxiety, all these things can manifest as anxiety at work. And it's so easy to blame external factors, your boss, the hours, the job. But unless you work at the root of your anxiety, you know, that's going to follow you. So my suggestion would be to find some way to work at the root of your anxiety, whether that's finding a therapist, whether that's reading a book, whether that's you know listening to hypnotherapy sessions, whether that's getting into a journaling practice, finding some way to delve deeper into this because so much of this is an inside job. So number two is to learn to rest. So a huge factor in work anxiety is burnout and our inability to rest, to take breaks and to take care of ourselves. Now, again, this isn't your fault. It's been programmed into us at an early age. We're given messages like, put others first, be perfect. You know, don't ask for help because that's a weakness. You know, all these sorts of messages that we get exposed to. And many of us have internalised capitalism to the point where we believe that our worth is only linked to how much we achieve and how much we do. But rest is really vital. It's so important for us being able to do our best and be good at our jobs. So I want you to think of yourself as an older person, aged 105, on your deathbed, and you're looking back on your life. You'll wish you'd taken more time to savour the moment, to spend time with loved ones, to have sex in the day, to take weekends off to walk in the countryside. No one wishes that they'd worked more. No one wishes that they'd spent more time in the office and less time with their kids. In fact, one of the biggest regrets of the dying is that they wish they hadn't worked so hard. And that comes from a book by Bronnie Ware who wrote about the five regrets of the dying. Now, please remember that rest is productive. I really try and hammer this home for my clients. Rest is productive. It's recharging you. It's enabling you to function at your best. So do what you have to do to make rest more of a priority. Do you schedule it into your diary? Do you book in your massage, your yoga class, your early night, your bath on a Wednesday. Find and make the time to take care of yourself. Now, this episode of the Karma You podcast is sponsored by my five-day anxiety challenge. Now, this anxiety challenge is for you if you are a world-class overthinker and you find it hard to switch off at the end of the day. It's for you if your mind automatically goes to the worst-case scenario whenever you're doing something new or different. 
If you struggle with a voice in your head that criticizes your every move, if you find it hard to be present because you're busy worrying and second guessing yourself, or if you wake up at 5am with a racing heart, adrenaline pumping and a sense of dread in your stomach about the day ahead. In this five day challenge, I give you a daily exercise that will help you to tune in to a calmer version of yourself. There's a hypnotherapy session in there to help you to feel calmer instantly. I'm sharing my favorite tool for releasing stress and tension from the body and lots more. Plus you get a special invite to invite your friends to do the challenge for free because sharing is caring and group support is invaluable. You can join the anxiety challenge today. It's $4.99 to join. You get to keep it forever and do it as many times as you want. You can head over to karma-u.com forward slash anxiety challenge or one word so that's karma-u.com forward slash anxiety challenge or one word i hope you like it so number three is to avoid avoiding now it can be really tempting and i'm i'm saying this as someone who has in the past avoided a lot as a way of managing anxiety So it can be very tempting to want to avoid meetings, presentations, social events with colleagues. But the problem with avoiding is that it actually just makes matters worse. Because when you avoid something, you're basically saying to your nervous system, that meeting, that presentation, that work event is dangerous and it should be avoided. That's the message that you're sending yourself. Now, I'm not suggesting that you force yourself to do things when you're in panic mode. But if something like giving a presentation causes some anxiety, avoiding it may only strengthen your fear of public speaking. We need support to get to the root of our anxiety. We need tools to help ourselves to cope. And then we need to gently challenge ourselves to face our fears. Now, I talk about this a lot in my book, The Confidence Solution. That way, as you slowly challenge yourself, you learn and your nervous system learns that meetings, events and speaking in public are not life-threatening. And that actually you survive and it may even go well. Very often it does go well for people. And it gets a little bit easier the more you do it. And actually there have been studies that have shown that the majority of things that we worry about end up having positive outcomes. And if they don't have positive outcomes, we end up handling them better than we expected. So chances are, if you challenge yourself, if you say yes to opportunities, yes to chairing the team meeting, it's going to turn out better than you thought. So number four, it's kind of a basic one, but I just don't think we can be reminded of this enough. And it's that we need to get enough sleep, rest, exercise, healthy food. Because if you're burning that candle at both ends, if you're working long hours, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're pumping yourself full of caffeine and sugar, sitting at your desk 10 hours a day, you're going to feel it. You're human. There's going to be a cost to doing that. And when we get the basics in order, and I know this is easier said than done, but everything else becomes easier when we have these things in place. So getting to bed at a reasonable hour, maybe listening to a hypnotherapy recording before sleep if you struggle to switch off, sticking to one coffee a day or ideally none. I mean, for me personally, I can't drink coffee because any amount of coffee makes me feel like my heart starts to flutter. So I just cut it out completely. Maybe that's having a lunchtime walk, taking breaks to stretch, chat to colleagues or look at the clouds, stare out the window. Self-care is absolutely vital. The more you look after yourself, the better you're going to be for your job, for your colleagues, your boss, your team, your friends and your family. So number five is to release tension in your body. Now, 
Animals in the wild shake their bodies when they're stressed. If you've ever seen, I don't know, two ducks in the park have an altercation and pecking at each other, (laughs) flapping their wings, and then when that altercation ends and they walk away, you'll see them shake their bodies afterwards. Maybe they will flap their wings, you'll see them shake their bodies. Animals do this to discharge stress and tension, to burn off the adrenaline, to release the tension in the body. What do we do when we're stressed, when we're anxious? Normally, we, I don't know, we sit at our computers hunched over Netflix, all of those stress hormones still pumping through our bodies, tension staying in the body. So maybe you have a stressful conversation at work, a tense meeting, a tight deadline that causes more adrenaline and cortisol to be pumping through your body. But you're not using up that extra energy that that stress response has created. And this can basically makes us feel terrible, tightening up, feeling that there's a knot in our stomach, feeling tension in the body, nervousness, anxiety, essentially. So a technique that I use every single day is that I get up and stretch and shake and move my body basically every hour, several times during the day, first thing in the morning and last thing at night as well. I might head outside and jump up and down, put on a song to shake to. I might pull out my yoga mat and do a little downward dog. I shake my body in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) And it's just a way to release tension and burn off adrenaline and bring the nervous system back to a state of calm. And it's what nature does naturally. It's what nature kind of wants us to do to release stress and tension. So highly recommend that. Give that a try. If you try it, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. I'd love to know what it's like for you to do this. So number six, final tip for you is to talk to someone about how you're feeling. So someone posted this question in the Facebook group for my membership, the Calm You Collective, a little while ago. And there were a few people who were managers in that group and someone from HR. And the question was, I'm struggling with anxiety and I don't know whether to tell my boss or not. And everyone's advice, including my own, was that although it can be really uncomfortable, although it's scary, it is really important to speak to somebody at work if you are really struggling with anxiety, if it's stopping you from being able to do your job as well as you want. Because actually, whether it's your manager, whether it's HR, whether it's that in your workplace they have a system set up for getting some kind of referral to counselling and maybe your manager doesn't even need to know, but your work is going to want you to be able to do your best, to do your job to the best of your ability. And that means tackling your anxiety, doing something about it. And unless people know about it, they can't help you. So speaking to a colleague HR manager, a therapist, a friend. It's amazing how often I hear this, but people are very often surprised when they realise actually, when you talk to someone about how you're feeling, you feel better because it's so easy to tell ourselves no one will understand, people will judge me, or even to catastrophize and think that you might get fired if, if someone finds out. And I can't know exactly what your situation is. I, yeah, it's going to be different for everyone, of course. So there's no one size fits all advice, but I would guess that your workplace, your manager, they want you to do well and they want to help you to do your job the best you can. And that's why I think telling someone is a good idea. And it's definitely scary and it's definitely vulnerable to open up and and talk about this. But 
You'd also be surprised about how many other people struggle with anxiety. If they haven't struggled with it themselves, they very likely love someone who does experience it and has struggled with it. It's about a quarter of us that have experienced anxiety, so it's extremely, extremely common. And I have one tip for you in talking to your manager or talking to HR about how you're feeling, and it's that you give them the heads up beforehand. So you let them know what it is that you want to discuss with them. You want to discuss how you're feeling. You want to discuss your mental health. You want to let them know beforehand you've been feeling anxious and you want to talk to them about it, just so that they're not caught unaware, so that perhaps they can prepare their response. They can prepare something that will support you. So that's um, one tip that I would suggest when it comes to speaking to a manager. And of course, there are also helplines like Samaritans, charities like Mind, Anxiety UK, who have people that can support you as well. Now, if you're like me and you work for yourself, I like, I'd want to suggest this, and it might not be available to you depending on your finances, but I want to suggest that actually self-care and looking after your mental health is a cost of doing business. It's actually something that we, we kind of need to factor in in our business expenses because you are, I mean, one of my mentors called Denise Duffield-Thomas, she has this saying, you are the golden goose. <laughs> you are the golden goose. You're the one that lays the golden eggs. And if you remember the, the story of the golden goose, people end up killing the golden goose because they think there's going to be a load of gold inside. And they're going to be able to get all these eggs if they kill the goose and <laughs> get all the gold inside. But actually, because you're the golden goose, you need to take care of yourself you need to make sure that you're in tip-top condition and, and mental health because you're the one that you know lays those golden eggs. And so it's really an investment in yourself. It's investment in your business to look after your, your mental health. So I personally have a coach. I have a therapist. I go for craniosacral sessions to support my mental well-being so that I can be there for my clients, for my the people in my courses, people in my membership. And I recommend that if you have a business, uh, that you find time for yourself, whether that's scheduling in time to rest, whether that's, you know, having a lunchtime breathwork class or having a massage once a month and really making it a priority. Because your mind is your moneymaker <laughs> and you need to take care of it. And that applies to all of us. That applies to all of us. So hope these tips have been helpful. I'd love to know what you think of this episode. You can find me on Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge. And just a reminder to download the High Functioning Anxiety Workbook, this new freebie that I've made that I'm really proud of. And it's going to help you to discover the number one issue that's holding you back, to really get to know yourself, to get clarity on what's really holding you back and how you can overcome it. So you can download that at Karma hyphen you.com forward slash workbook. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Brotheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead.